What's happening, weirdos? You're looking at your phone, everyone can tell. I look at this. Selma Hayek is 54. I don't care. You don't care. She is the most beautiful person on the planet. I really think she is the most beautiful person. I can't, I can't even. No, I know she's beautiful. I was just saying that to be funny. Like the first time I saw her was in Fool's, Fool's Rush In. She is a babe. And I couldn't believe it. And no, she looks exactly the same age. Wow. Wow. Um, hi, Sel- Sel- Selma? Selma. Selma? Actually, Selma? It could be Selma. Selma? Selma. Let's just say those photos just gave me salmonella poisoning. Because I'm into it. Um, hello. Hello, you Welcome guys. Welcome to We Made a Weird Number 4. This is what it sounds like because I lost the adapter to the mic. Yeah, just an update on us. We we just finished an episode. We're in our car. We're waiting to go for. Uh, well, I'm waiting for us to go on a date. Yeah, we're going on a date. Uh, that's I, what these are. Bonus episode Friday episodes. If this is your first one, that's right. Uh, where we get a babysitter and we get to catch up and mm-hmm. share it with you guys. And um, uh, we both really had half to pee. Had slash half. I peed. But he's a, a male folk, so he just went and peed outside, and I still really have to pee. I'm okay. going to wait for... So we're going to... But here's the intro. Yep. Uh, it really means a lot to support any of the Pete's Picks, the sponsors of the regular show. No ads here, but if you want some underwear, meundies.com slash weird. If you want some CBD, Calm gummies, or other products, Love go to it. charlottesweb.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, promo code keepitcrispy19, charlottesweb.com slash weird. Mm-hmm. Keep it crispy 19 get 10% off. Um, Kachava.com slash weird gets uh, 10% off. LivingLibations.com slash weird, 20% off. The best skin products I've ever found. Am I forgetting any? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, and if I'm not, I mean, they're on the regular episodes. This is just, that's a nice way. If you enjoy these episodes and you want to support, we're not putting these on Patreon, for example. But if you want to give back, just go buy some drawers. Get some drawers. You need them for heinies. Okay, you don't want to pee your drawers. So uh, these episodes always sound a little bit weird because we're in a car and it's running because it's very hot where we are. Um, but bear with us and, and enjoy what I think was a really special and good conversation. Yeah, I liked talking to you. I like talking to you. Let's get food. All right, get <laughs> into, into it. it. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Some things never change. Some things into the unknown. Into the unknown. I don't even so you do things other guests just won't do with me. Donna, no, <laughs> Which is hey, just I wish I had a friend named Donna. You be Donna. Donna. Okay. Answer the phone. Ring, ring. This is Donna, of course. Donna, na, hey, Anna, Anna, Donna. Donna. She starts singing. <laughs> this is Donna, of course. I was calling you on your office number. I think we maybe mm. have sung... A song from Frozen for every episode of We Made It Weird. Well, it's usually because to do the the handoff lead to Iris. Iris is our wonderful au pair. Au pair. <laughs> Which just means I have a higher than high school education and we have a nanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I don't mean that. I mean, isn't it? 
Well, like, you mean a, it's like just like a, a fancy way to say a snobby nanny. way of saying a babysitter. Yeah, I like. And you're like, I went to college. It's so interesting. Should we start over? Have I offended? <laughs> Have I offended? I always say babysitter, um, which isn't really great for her because she's an adult woman. That's why I like au pair. I know. What's the I other one? Nanny. No, the other one. Uh, Isn't there another one? This is our fromage. Like, uh, <laughs> that's this cheese, is our I slab think. of fromage. <laughs> this is the cheese that watches Daniel. Daniel, <laughs> mommy and I are going out. We're leaving you with some gorgonzola. <laughs> gorgonzola. This is the runoff. This is the opening of this show. This is where it's popping. It's popping. It's popping. <laughs> We're both snapping. Like We're snapping. Let's talk oh. about things that are dorky that we're going to do. Buy vests. Reflectors. For night walking. We went on one night walk yesterday, last night. I'm really good at what I call, I'm saying this about me, so there's no body shaming here. Uh, I'm just going to say fat math. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Okay. Fat Maybe math. that is body shaming. <laughs> I just mean it. I'm good at my own personal fat math, meaning my body's fat. Wants to stay on me. So if it's like, let's go on a walk every night, it's like, great. And then we go on one and I'll be like, this isn't safe. We need vests. And then I buy myself a week of waiting for vests of walk-free ass Oh, my scenery. God. That Bad is math. It. That's it. And it's very real. Like, I have it with running. I mean, I have, I've given up on running. But there was like a period of time way before you knew me where I was committed to trying to do a 5K. <laughs> And I was going to, I was stop? just trying to run. By the way, get kilometers out, like as if we're our art. How many miles? miles. <laughs> oh, really? Tell me the Kilometers? <laughs> Where's the run? Scotland? Um, but I, it was like every single time I would run, I'd be like, well, I need, the, they have the wrong shoes. Okay. I'm still laughing at give me miles. <laughs> it was such a quick yes and, and I loved it. Well, Let's get married again. Okay. Let's get married and I reflected that. <laughs> this is us now. We're a couple of dorks, but we're safe and alive because yeah. we're walking vests and they reflect on our sides and the cars can't hit us. The cars can't hit us. Or they anymore. can. And they'll know that they did. <laughs> Sorry. So the guys can't hit us and run. At least they'll know what they've done. At least they'll know what they've done. Okay, okay. You were saying New York, New York. Oh no! Well, moving on. So we had this. This we're taking this walk last night, and it's dark, and it's beautiful, and quiet, and dreamy. And then every once in a while, there's a car that goes by, and we're pushing our our sweet baby daughter in the stroller. And it's just like this unspoken, like tenseness of like, is this it? Yeah. (laughs) Is the whole family gone? Does this car see us? No, there's a darkness. This is why, this is why Hallow's Eve. This is why. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if, what if I was the same person, but on date three, I was like, I'm really into Hallow's Eve. (laughs) And like never. everything about you is yeah, the same. It's the same. You just are. I call super Halloween Hallows Eve, and you're really into it. And it's That's not a joke. Yeah, 
I think it's, I'm sorry to disappoint. I feel like people think that I'm a Halloween guy. Yeah, you are not a Halloween guy. And that's because I'm a Halloween guy every day. You want to wear masks and play pretend? Dude, I do it every moment. I don't mean I'm being phony. I just mean like, I, I don't, I don't need a special day to be like, get it? I'm Frank Sinatra. But RoboCop. <laughs> I just don't need it. I think it is like you – well, you do get your performative bug out in a yes, lot of other this ways. this is all – we've said all this. Who cares? Um, okay. We, remember it was want, Chewy CK. It was Chewbacca with Chewy a black CK. T-shirt. That was my one idea. Oh, we've bought so – this is what happened. A very Hallow's Eve person, me, mm. um, somebody who has dressed up for Halloween every Todos year as, as much as she can remember. Until you ran into this bag of fucking lentils. Yeah, meat's bag of lentils. Dried lentils. You can't even eat them unless you want to crunch them. And he's like, what am I going to dress up like uh, Robocop but I'm Frank Sinatra? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why the lady is – Contact. That's what he would say when the gun came out of his leg. That movie was for I don't care. I latchkey don't kids care. I and kids that smoke cigarettes when they were eight. That's I, who was watching RoboCop. Yeah. Rat I tails, can't. spiky gel hair. I was next door at fucking Aladdin, dude. That's where we belong, dude. But you know, because you were watching Terminator 2, which is exactly Term? the same no. people like oh, me. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my, my oh, I don't even say it was the same people as Robocop. Every even people that love Robocop, they know. That it's bad? That there was no, that there's just something darker about it. The uh, the, the phenomenon of Terminator 2, allow me to Terminators <laughs> explain this to you. Term, like to terminate term split. This conversation. <laughs> oh my god. Well, it's almost over. Okay. They, in the movie, mm-hmm. it's a sequel, but why did why was it so popular? He tells the Terminator he can't kill anybody. That's like the the genius of James Camp. Who tells the Terminator he can't kill? Edward anybody? Furlong, John Connor. Oh, okay. So the boy is like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't kill anybody. And suddenly, we got ourselves a family, basically action movie that kids my age could get into. Cut to RoboCop. There's straight up shots where RoboCop <laughs> shoots bad guys in the dick. No. Yes, and of course they do like a blast pack filled with chickpea mush Ew. and like a hot dog encasing. No. And they're just like, and it's going to blast and it's going to be so great. Cut Ew. to the audience. It's all just like jean jackets with no arms and switchblade <laughs> combs. Kids eating candy. They snuck in and they're just like, yeah, this is what I'm about. And I'm still uncomfortable with those kids and I know some of them. Which uh, one came out first? Terminator? Rob. Robo, I believe. Came out first. There was a time when, I'm sorry that, I hope you're enjoying this because I know you were telling yeah. your 5K story. Oh, but I there was a time that. that like action movies were so much closer to like B horror movies. This is where our age mm-hmm. shows. I'm, I'm 10 years older than, mm-hmm. I'm saying that for that, but she knows this. <laughs> you're what? <laughs> so you're an old guy who's really into Hallow's Eve. Oh my god, my my costume makes so much more sense. He said Frank Sinatra that looks like Robocop. That's what I should have known. He's, he's not 31? He's 41. 
<laughs> you would be like, it would be like Clarissa explains it all, but I'm wearing one rollerblade from Sister Sister. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. See, um, I listen. I listen and I learn and I always want to burn calories with my Valerie's fat map. Oh my God. We have so, this is, this is my favorite part of the podcast later. We'll get into it. We'll read the Dow Day Ching. We'll talk about this. We'll talk about, we'll take some, uh, some, 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 some weirdo questions. questions. Yeah. They're not just fans. They're, they're like-minded. Fans. They're like-minded gentlemen and women they and really sisters are. Of, the, of the afternoon. They're so sweet. They're like I the know. sweetiest sweeters. I've said it a million, but like working with Artie on, on Crashing, I was like, man, he's got some rough fans yeah. who just show love in a different way, I think. Yeah. I but know. guess who was at RoboCop? Artie fucking Lang. <laughs> Artie Lang was there doing double devil horns going, shoot that dick. I want to see that chick be mushed. That is, that really helps me understand RoboCop. And I was next door going, oh, new. I'm singing Jasmine's part. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that video of the kid that sings both parts? No. Is it so good? If this was your mom's house, we would cue it up. It's amazing. It's this. Why my mom's house? They play clips. That's Tom. Um, my my. Your mom's house is Tom Segura. Oh, yes. It, got um, it. I they, was like, what are clubs. you saying about my mom? No, no, no. Your mom would have Aladdin at her house, probably yeah. on VHS. Oh, yeah. We had the pla- – remember the plastic, like, oh, yeah. covers? Shut up. Kind of cushy. Yes. They look uh, soft, but they'll cut you. Yeah, the they'll corners. You. The corners oh, will God. cut you. That's you know what, what like, every business – Disney. Disney? Business? We're close for Disney. You know what also cut you? What? What were you saying? Every, the soft foam. Yeah, every Disney movie was in that. It looked like it was wearing a helmet. Like it was like like yeah. it, it, it was on its back too long when it was born. So they were like, to get your head to grow in, baby, <laughs> we'll put you in one of these puffy. What? I'm not making fun of it. That's what they do with babies that Spe- need round heading. Yes, and that is the scientific term. Round heading. We need to increase your round heading. We need to round head this flat head. <laughs> oh my! I'm a flat header. Oh my god! <laughs> if I had a flat, flat head, that would be so funny to open with. I'm a flat header. <laughs> Whenever I think of a physical abnormality, I think of the opener. That would be great. Like, remember when I thought I was going to lose my arm uh-huh. because I have I have a blood clot on my arm uh, that I got from mild exercise. <laughs> Hashtag fat math. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's for real. I talked to Kamal about it. It'll be out in a while. But we he did a podcast, and I was telling him. That I was doing these neck exercises mm-hmm. because if there's one problem area, like there's a Lena Dunham line or a Hannah line on girls where she goes, I don't gain weight in my belly. I gain it on my face. I was like, I totally, I see you girl. Right. Cause I, mm-hmm. I feel I'm that body type too. Mm-hmm. So I'm always wanting to have just more of a chiseled little face. I don't give a shit. You can have a huge, you know, kind of like gorilla belly. I don't care. Like it looks fine. There's like certain kinds of heaviness that just seem to be worn better mm-hmm. and one nobody's ever like i love his fat face <laughs> i'm sorry we just caught me hating myself a little bit i don't like that but anyway i started doing these exercises then i get a blood clot on my arm hashtag fat math so i stopped i knew it was that because when i kept doing them it would start throbbing and it would get bigger it was really mm-hmm. scary yeah and i re- i know people listening can relate to this there's a lot of us a lot of people that for real for real would like to do more exercise but whenever they do something goofy happens, like their mm-hmm. their little toe falls off or this, and it's just hard to find the right thing. 
Yeah, there, I feel like we're just now, I don't know that much about the world of fitness. Everything I know is like dance related, but I know that certainly in the dance world, it's like that, like dancers got into Pilates because, and even yoga, but especially for like Pilates was like really learning about like, Hey, you're, you should stretch out your feet. Did you think about that? It's like the first time you hear brush your tongue. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And like alignment and everything. It is like you have to start, you have to think about more things than you realize. And especially the older you get. And, you know, before you have the muscle 41 am I? I did mild chin exercise and got like a blood clot. That's the most 41 thing I've ever heard. Start slow and listen to your body. That's what Kumail said. It's the most important thing. And that's the best benefit. I mean, I'll always talk too much about embodiment, just like you talked too you're much gonna about love, uh <laughs> You're going to love this Kumail episode. He talks so much about embodiment. Wow. Here's a little a little teaser. Do it what, in his voice. That's how you, if I ever wake up from a coma and you want to see if I'm right, you go, you hand me something and you say, Kumail says this. And if I don't do the voice, you go, put him back, put him back on. back on. <laughs> 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 yeah. Try again. Um, so Kumail said, what did he say? What, 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 what did he say? What, what did he say? What we turned to Kumail. Uh, what is he saying? He opens his mouth and what does he say? Something about embodiment. Oh, he says that when he's lifting weights, he's not thinking about trying to get the weight up. Mm. He's thinking about where and how he feels it in his body. Yeah. And he said, as a result, you're going to love it for real. Uh, we talked about embodiment for like an hour and it was interesting. Uh, I mean, that's, and it, he was like, I told him it reminded me of Mr. Rogers swimming. Mr. Rogers would swim mm-hmm. slowly and deliberately. And I've just never, <laughs> bless you. Excuse me. I've never heard of that outside of yoga. But of course, any exercise has potential to oh, link yeah. you to your body. Oh, of course it does. It's, that's, that's what it's meant to be. But we turned it into one, two, and three, we've, four. We've turned it into like... The opposite of that, where you're disassociating from your body because your body is uncomfortable or hurts or whatever while you're doing it, and then you are pushing your body way too far and like damaging it. That's he's he always says whenever he got injured. This was not on the podcast. We were texting a little bit afterwards about the blood clot. Yeah, and he was like, "You you should really just take some time. Just you got to listen to your body." Has he talked about like ways outside of fitness? It's, It's more like. You need to listen to your body. Yeah. You I, need to listen to your body and you need to go to the Marvel Universe gym. <laughs> what? You know, they didn't ask me to get in this shape. It was me. That's did, true. I know. Did muscles, do muscles make your voice lower? I guess so. Yeah. It makes you more of a mood. Or um, do you just go like, now I have the body that can back up this voice. Yeah. Because if you're like, I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Open this door. Open this door. And you open it and it's just Martin Starr, but freaks and geeks, Martin Starr. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's uh, your voice is writing a check that uh, body can't cage. Did, did um, he say anything about like how his life has improved outside of fitness with embodiment? Oh yeah. I guess I, I he, wish we I had, had a great conversation about, about how men don't have any connection to their body and it's kind of their emotions. the problem of everything. I don't like, want to do a spoiler, but he he's getting into it. The way funny. that you, you you obviously I know you were lovingly joking that I quote Ramdas all the time. There's something similar 
to working with a weight as resistance or working with something that you wish wasn't happening as resistance. Mm. But we had this really good conversation about like, either way, it's a discipline, a practice, it's noble, it's beautiful, and it's worthwhile. For me, it's uh, people talking loudly and ruining my quiet day at the park. Mm-hmm. That's my weight. Mm-hmm. And we talked a lot about this. It's not happening to me. It's happening for me. Yeah. So he wasn't like mad at the way he talked a lot about it. He's, yeah. he's not like ah, yelling and, and being mad or getting angry or, or he wouldn't let his uh, trainer, you know, speak to him in a, in a mean way or any, any negativity like that. Yeah. He was working with the resistance, mm-hmm. which I was like, this is so exactly what karma yoga is. The yoga of using your uh, the action in your life, the karma of your life. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mean that in the way that we use it on Seinfeld where he gives him a camcorder and he goes, good karma for you. I don't mean that. I mean the action that's happening right now. Like right now you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. And that this is your karma. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. We are your karma. And, and we're in our karma. <laughs> <laughs> a little honk. Sorry you don't have better karma, guys. <laughs> a little honky for you. Uh, what were you saying? My, my, oh, I well, didn't. I didn't open with our question, but finish what you were saying, and then I'll ask our opening question. Uh, I don't know. We had an opening question. It's how are you, my love? I thought it meant more to you than it does. Apparently, <laughs> I didn't know that was like a regular thing. Oh, uh, so you don't re-listen to these because <laughs> no. every single time I feel like we have our. This is the stand-up in me. We have opening riffy. Get off the energy. Get that like flow going. Mm-hmm. Get it going, get it flowing. And then uh, when we really start, start, I say, how are you, my love? And I thought that was sweet. Oh, that is sweet. Because then you can have, because I, I get very excited and obviously I have to like burn some of that energy off, but now I feel more calm. <laughs> oh, great. So how are you, my love? I'm really great. I was going to say. About embodiment too. That's, don't, yeah. don't forget what you're going to say. No, I think, I mean, there's so much there. It's, it's hard to remember, but I. I was going to say that the resi- the word resistance is so just constantly coming up where you're, you, I just, any situation I realize like it's just, it's not the actual thing. It's my resistance to it. That's right. So it's not that Lila will not take a nap and that I'm starving and I'm waiting for her to fall asleep. I, I don't know when we're going to learn not to put her down hungry because Lila is... Very talented at a lot of things, but going to sleep quickly is not one of them. And uh, when you're hungry and you're waiting for her to fall asleep, it's so hard. Oh, yeah. I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm Like the whole, I, I can't eat until after because I want to be eating while watching. Just eat Just before eat. you put her down. Yeah. But that's always our example. And that, that's what Byron Katie has taught us. A lot of people have been responding about how much uh, her work has meant to them as well. And she told this one that speaks to what you're, you're saying. We mm-hmm. talked a little bit about it about trying to put a two-year-old in a car seat. And I was like, this is so beautiful. It was, it was all about, it, it's in a mind at home with itself. I can't summarize it perfectly, mm-hmm. but it, it had a lot to do with like, instead of she doesn't listen to me, the reversal is I don't listen to her. And what is she? Uh, yeah. Oh, the two-year-old. Okay, and good. what is she saying? She's saying, sometimes you just need a little walk around the parking lot with me holding your hand yeah. before I get in the car. But you're not listening to that. Yeah. And she said this thing that absolutely changed my life where she goes, if you teach your daughter, and this is true for you, Valerie, mm-hmm. this is true for our friends. I mean, for you and I, mm-hmm. if we teach our children or anybody that it's not safe 
to be anything but the good girl, the happy girl, the good person, mm-hmm. good, happy boy, then, and she puts it so bluntly, just like Katie always does, she just goes, they'll learn to fake it and you'll never see them again. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is fucking a primo gray poupon just when you need it. Yeah. You don't want a boring mustard. <laughs> you don't want a fancy one. I want off the shelf gas station fancy mustard. Pow. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I think about that with you all the time. Because so I sometimes say to you, I go, are you happy? Mm. Like, cause you'll come in and you'll be stressed from putting Lee down or something. And I go, are you a happy girl? And I'm just like, and then I always try to catch myself and go, not that you have to be. You, yeah. you absolutely don't have to be. Anything, yeah. anything is welcome. Yeah, no, I think that's our that is our main project as parents that comes up over and over is like just the message and there's a hundred opportunities for this every day, but like trying to send her the message that anything that she's feeling is accepted and that we are vast enough to hold it for yeah, her. Yeah, that's right. And I feel like in not in a sad way, in like a I am improving but I do feel like I fail at that constantly because that requires me to be comfortable with all of my feelings. That's right. And that's what not, we're, what that's we my work. That's what my we can't green light out there. It, it's what we can't say enough. And it's what I'm learning and it feels relatively new. Mm-hmm. It's like what I can't handle out there. Mm-hmm. Noise, let's say is really what I can't handle in here. Yeah. Constant noise. Right. My brain constantly going, you want to bounce a ball? You want to bounce a ball? You want to bounce... And everything informs everything. And yeah. I need to deal with, with this. And it's so hard to slow down and know in the moment, but it goes back to resistance oh, where it's like... if got to talk about that. If Leela is, um, is like resisting putting on clothes, which she does every day, my resistance to that situation is what's actually stressing me out. Whatever story that I'm telling myself of like, and sometimes you do have somewhere you have to go and she has to be clothed. But very frequently I just have made it up in my mind that she's going to be cold or she's or something and, and just put clothes on and it would take a second. And it's like, if I can just, so there's a couple great practices for, um, for noticing your resistance. And the example that I gave was real. This happened yesterday where I was hungry and she wasn't going down for her nap. And I was pushing her in the stroller and I could just feel like my whole body was rejecting the situation. I hated what was happening. Mm -hmm. And, and then I, because I was able to be on a walk with her, some, a lot of times I can't slow down in this way. Uh, but because I was outside and moving. moving, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is it. This is the, the these that's are the moments. I, that's that what I wanted to talk about. We yes. practice. And, and I was so in, interested that I was met with like this bratty voice that was just like, no, I want to eat. <laughs> like, yeah. like I didn't want right away to let go of my resistance to the situation. And then I, this is a practice that I, um, got from, I think her name's Sebony Celine. Uh, Seven from Stranger Things? Oh, that's 11. Yeah, (laughs) Sebony. Anyway, she she is a contributor to uh, 10% Happier. Um, But anyway, she's great. And she does a, a 
meditation on resilience. And she just said like saying the word allow mm-hmm. really helps. Mm-hmm. And even the way that it like your mouth shapes, it's like allow, allow. it like opens. It does. It, it's it's an, like a Dayquil tablet. It's like oval. Yeah. It's like an oh, opening allow. practice. And the words are like, uh, which is like kind of gets to your ventral vagus nerve. And, and that's and Alex so. Gray, when he did this podcast with his wife, he said that's his mantra is ah, because he's like Allah, Yahweh, mm. and all these different holy sounds have ah in them. Yeah. But it's, it's also just ah. It's yeah, just, it's the sound of a sigh. That was always my favorite part of yoga. Speaking of things that I could do without blood clots, that I'm always in the state of like, I'm going to get back into it. And, and I do believe me. I think I will. <laughs> I do believe me. I believe me. But, I believe me. But so I said allow. And then another practice is, is you can like make a fist. This is kind of, I'm blending some practices. This is kind of my own idea, but like, like where do you feel the resistance? So I often feel it like right in my like chest bone. Mm. And so I like made a fist where I felt it Mm. And then you just like slowly release Powerful. your hand and open. And I felt in, like transformed after those things. Well, I can't get over how much of the work, I don't mean Byron Katie's work. I mean, just spiritual work, mindfulness work, presence work, or just the, the chemistry of being happy and mm. like being a little bit more um, at peace with what is or being in love with reality is when it's happening, that's been my mantra this past week, and it's been so powerful. Mm-hmm. Mantra, of course, just meaning something I'm repeating to myself in my head. When it happens, I'll be – it's always when I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. It's like – I'm hoping Eckhart Tolle will do this podcast. I really want to talk to him about like – but what, what about when you're hungry yeah. or, or tired? Yeah. Um, those are always interesting topics to me. But I'm, I'm hungry and I'm pinched and I start flooding with stress – and then the, I don't say allow, I go, this is it. Meaning this is what we always are talking about. Yeah. Meaning it's not, it's like Kumail with the weight. It's not, oh no, stress. Mm-hmm. It's can I lift the stress and feel how my muscles are responding to it? Knowing, and I don't necessarily mean this in a Tony Robbins like, and then we can learn from that mistake and open a frozen yogurt business. I don't mean that. I mean like a quieter achievement the achievement of, of stillness, the achievement of yeah. instead of this rushing ocean, I can just have a calm, clean ocean that's still. Yeah. And I, I mean, for me, I can get to a place where I am looking like where I'm resisting my resistance. So I'm like, I'll, I'll get to a place where I'm like, this is it. And I'll start to be, to think there's like a performative element to it or like a... Oh, yeah, phony. Yeah, or just like this is something else I could fail at is like if I can't get my shit together... Well, that's a big one that you do use, is I should feel differently. Yes. So stress is okay. Oh, So that's what I mean is by yeah. allow is allow even the feeling of I don't want to let go of this that's resistance. So good. Allow the feeling of like I should have done this an hour ago and like why didn't I remember Dude, this sooner I, I, when or, I'm meditating I'll be like why don't you meditate more and I'm like what are you yeah. back in the day we don't I'm as everyone knows I'm doing better with my parents which is so, such a happy thing yeah. but it used to be like a lot of people I'd call and my mom would say why don't you call more yeah. I have that with myself yeah that's why it bothers me that is a common 
inability to hone in on what happened. Yeah. And what, what Katie, Byron Katie, has really helped me realize is what we talk about as the world of illusion, we don't just mean, oh, I like Big Macs and, and, uh, and big action movies and, and whatever, just jerking off the internet porn. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm, I'm not living a, a holy life. It actually, it, it, maybe it can mean that, but now I see it as like you are constantly not even seeing reality because yeah. between you and reality – is a movie, mm. and we say this every time, but I, I don't get tired of saying mm-hmm. it, of past future. So my mom, God love her, and I can relate to this, when I'm calling is saying, why don't you call? So she's not even in that call in this, yeah. in this hypothetical. She's watching a movie of the future where I'm not calling. Yeah. Or she's reliving the past where I wasn't calling. Yeah. And, and I think the reason why it's, it's, that's a cliche, I've seen that in movies and stuff, mm-hmm. is because it reminds us, I, 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 I've said this a million on the pod, I think, but like when you're watching a movie and you go, God, I'd really love to watch a movie. It's because the movie isn't pulling you in. You're yeah. not. You're not under the spell. You didn't do your part yeah. to like get into it. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of uh, whatever you want to call it, the spiritual practice is trying to just do what you're doing when you're doing it. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be holy, uh, robe wearing, rope belt monk people. Mm-hmm. I always remember James Corden told me that Will Smith is this way. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is this way. I'd be shocked if Oprah isn't this way. But yeah. of course, my favorite example, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. It's that great moment in that movie where he's just like, I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. And this is the most important thing because it's what's happening. Yeah. It's the only thing that's happened. I keep tripping out. We're like needles on records. And everything that you're hearing is in the past in the same way that a needle is always ahead of the music. Mm-hmm. It's always scratching on the rotation forward. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like the sound of the needle passing over the record creates the music behind it. But it's gone. It's gone. By the time you hear it, it's already moving forward. So the needle, the practice of, of sharpening our needles and just being mm. like we hit some traffic as we're in a nondescript location in Northern California and we hit Not some traffic. In Northern California. I don't know where we are. And we drove back and we hit traffic. And that's a good example to just be like, what is the problem? Mm-hmm. I know some, I can hear some people being like, well, sometimes you're in a rush. And it's like, I understand. But Katie in that situation would be in that moment, you're lost in the illusion because mm-hmm. you're watching a movie of the future where they're mad. And we all have had, you and I have been late for flights mm-hmm. and the whole time we're looking at the road, but we're also watching a movie in our minds mm-hmm. of missing the flight and we made the flight yeah. or there have been times when I haven't made the flight and it's like, that's never happened. I've always made the flight, mm-hmm. but like you're, you're paying interest on a debt that isn't yours. That's, that's anxiety. Yeah. It's not, you you don't owe it, but you're already worrying about this that didn't happen, this that didn't happen. I think this is valuable. I hope it is. Like, you know, when we talk like this, we're talking about like what we're, sh- what are, what we're trying to do. We're not talking about what we're always capable of doing. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like absolutely the, not. I would say most of the time what we're, what we report to each other is, for example, cause it comes up so often when trying to put Leela down, uh, 
because it takes sometimes an hour and a half to two hours to put her down Mm -hmm. at a time of the night where we're just like, it's hard to not think of it as the countdown to our time. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so you're just in a dark room holding a baby, um, who's resisting sleep every possible way. Uh, and it's so easy to get frustrated and lost in it. And usually what we are reporting to each other is some sort of constant remembering and forgetting. That's it. Just going back uh, and you're, to, I just wouldn't want anybody to no, hear we don't this want and to be like, be why? Donnie and Mar- Joan or whatever, the Osmonds. We're <laughs> Donnie not, and Marie. We're not <laughs> Donnie and Marie. We're not, yeah, you're absolutely right. We should check ourselves before we wreck ourselves is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Because it's happening constantly. And we, and we are like, sometimes we get hungry. We were both hangry yesterday when Lula was... I was hangry this morning. Yeah. You told me not to try and figure out this new app until I ate something. You were like, just eat that and then look at the app. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But isn't it interesting that we... There's like a... Well, yeah, it's the ego. It's the pain body, however you want to think of it. There's a part of you... That is like, I am suffering and I want to continue I want to lean into it. the thing that is making me suffer. That Remember when the fuse blew on our air conditioner and I just yeah. went on a journey, an yeah. endless journey to the to AutoZone to buy a fuse and the were, size of a baby's toenail to were, like... F- your fuse had blown. Like you I were was blown furious at every... The t- whole time. <laughs> but you won't give... That is the best <laughs> example of what the ego is. Mm -hmm. And again, we love our egos. We have bodies, we have shadows. We're not mad at our shadows. It's fine. It's all, it's not even fine. I fucking love my ego. Are you kidding? Pete Holmes's ego. Get over here. I'm going to high five him. And he's fun. He's silly. He's great. He has his things, but like, I I love him. I'm giving him some love right now. Yeah. And that one of the ways that it can feel to have an ego is a day where you spend the entire day. That means 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. only obsessing and working on something that you know you could either call a friend. I don't mean you have to spend money. You could call a handy friend. Mm-hmm. You could um, get a repair. You can even just take a break. Like you could just, just sit down and, and say stop. Wait until you feel more up to it. But instead you get addicted. The hook is in you. Yeah. And you actually get angry and you, quote, won't let it beat you. Yeah. You you don't want to be defeated. Well, what is being defeated by nothing? You're in a competition with a a tiny fuse. It's not aware. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It doesn't know what's – you're building the whole story and you're playing a a movie of the future, what kind of person you are, blah, blah, blah. Um, I wanted to say this too. This is a weird thing that we haven't talked about. It's like doing these podcasts, specifically with you, my love, is so helpful. It's helpful to me when I do it with the the Wednesdays, with the guests, sitting with you and having this special time. It's like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, yeah... It's fucking wild out there. Yeah. And any moment, it's one of those Dungeons and Dragons die rolls of how I'm going to feel. Yeah. And I'm doing my best, and it's and I feel progress, and I feel getting strong, whatever, mm-hmm. inside, and that's great. But, like, give – create as many little pockets as you can. Yeah. For you, it's your dance. For you, it's your mindfulness class yeah. with the girls. For me, it's the podcast. For me, it's uh, when Lee first goes down and I start eating and I read just a little bit of a book or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm like, at night when we're putting down Lee, 
What if we go for a walk? I'm start, as I talked about last week, I'm just starting to get so winded. I'm constantly winded. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think I just need to walk. Yeah. And I like walking. I just don't have any fucking time to walk. And I was like, well, we could put her in the stroller and go for a walk. And yeah. I know it sounds crazy. And once we get our vests, we'll do it again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll risk it tonight. Hopefully this isn't our farewell podcast. But um, <laughs> does that does that resonate with you? It's like, I guess what I'm saying is that we can come off our pedestal if you're worried that we sound holier than thou because we're sharing some of the things that are helping us. Mm-hmm. But I'm also s- saying like, there is a concrete like, Try to give your life some bubbles wherein you can be your best self. Where it just feels right now, I don't feel performative. It just feels natural. I'm in the car. Yeah. This image, the computer recording, the thought of the listeners brings out a goodness in me. Sure. In the same way that I have to imagine exercise does if I ever tried it. <laughs> yes. No. I, absolutely. I think that 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 is a good distinction. That we are in a we are in a our highest selves point right now but we but that's I just, why we're doing it just let it be known that we aren't always because i guess i can very frequently get frustrated and get become a perfectionist about even these spiritual practices which is totally the antithesis of these spiritual practices it's like allow it all allow if you are like i have days where i kind of lay down in bed to go to sleep and i'm like I was asleep all day, Mm. Uh, like not literally, but I was in deep in the illusion all day. And, and sometimes there's weeks like that where I just feel so pulled down. I can't, there's no magic. And like the practice is even allowing that and not judging that and, and beginning again and whatever. And that's the wake up. That's the, that's the Buddha awakening again in that moment. Yeah. Because to believe that story and Val, when you were saying it, I've been having days like that. I've yeah. just been online more, more frustrated, more living on the other side of the wall. Mm-hmm. When we, I'm not doing it now, but if I were doing it, I'd be like, when we finish this podcast, we'll send it to Katie. Okay, we have to drive back home with the Wi-Fi, and I'd just be playing that yes. out. We've been going on these dates, even, and and I forgot it, how bad we've been going to these restaurants. Patio, very distant table, very masks. Being very careful, wear masks. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I forgot how impatient I am sometimes inside Mm -hmm. when you order something and you're like, "Where the fuck is that?" Like I'm, I'm waiting for it before I've ordered it. Sometimes, yeah. When I've decided what I want, I'm like, "Why aren't I eating that?" And that is the movie I'm playing. A restaurant is a real challenge for me Mm -hmm. because you're going like. You're looking at a, de- a word description mm-hmm. of what will make you happy in about seven minutes. Yeah. And that fucking sucks. <laughs> That's why I like when they give you crayons. I'm just kidding. But I, I like when you can have a conversation or, or, or close your eyes and listen to the din of the restaurant. Mm. I, was, I was talking mm. to a friend about like one of the things when I did that tour with Rob to try and help people be mindful was I was like, pretend we lived under an evil dictator and today was the first day that you got to leave your house. Mm -hmm. And isn't that funny that that's sort of the world we live in a little bit now. I mean, with quarantine, obviously we have an evil dictator. It's like, we have, have, yes. Uh, But that's not the point I'm making here as much as it's like, imagine the quarantine was over. Yeah. Imagine what your feet would feel like in the grass at at Griffith park. It, It would be insane. Yeah. Um, 
I had another one of those moments. So this is like, I, I totally understand that I would say even seems like most people are in a situation right now where they are like working full time and have kids and are like, when, when am I going to find a pocket of time to be my highest self? Mm. But it could just be like the simplest thing. So I had a moment the other day where I was walking back to the house by myself because you took Leela for a second. And then I was, you get, it's so easy with kids too, because you're trying to think of their, anticipate their needs, like mm-hmm. be a little bit ahead. You mean it's ahead. easy to get lost. So it's so easy yet to get lost of course. in the, what you were saying and being like, okay, she's going to take a nap. And then when she's done, I'll have food ready for her. And then what, and like while she's napping, I'll exercise and I'll whatever. Um, and then it, it's grace. The moments when you realize you're stuck in it are, it's not merit. It's total grace. And I was like, your okay. head came up from underwater just for a moment. It's like, <gasps> and then so and I was yeah. like, okay, how do mm-hmm. I cultivate this and stay in this? And it, and I, I did the listening th- meditation where, so I was walking and I was like, can I just listen to all of the sounds? And it was it, like, I almost had tears in my eyes. It yeah. was so poetic. Just the sound of like a car and trying to listen to mm. it. It from its quiet place and then the crescendo mm. and then the day crescendo and then the like there was a leaf skidding across and mm. you're all of a sudden you're just like wow this is happening at all times right. and then I was back in it later you know yeah. like I was back in the illusion and but I had that one holy moment so but just, the illusion made Leela dinner and that is incredibly loving so sure yeah, yeah. so it is it can be <laughs> so give the illusion a break give the illusion a break exactly and allow space for it and and you know it it definitely serves a purpose or at the very well, least it's not it a flaw it's not a flaw yeah at all yeah I think that's lovely there's some there was a question somebody asked you had one that you wanted to answer and I had one that yeah, I, I got that couple. I liked these are great questions, guys. We're totally, totally uh, going to make it through it. Ooh, watch Beth Stelling's HBO special. It's hilarious. Oh. Beth is the best. She's the best. She's I love so her funny. so much. We're both looking at our phones, if you can tell. Okay, well, this is a quick, easy okay, question. Here's one from Sarah. She's a buxom young girl. Um, hello, I was just going through the website hoping to meet someone nice, and your profile just made me halt on the spot. I had to summon the courage to mail and would love to get to know each other better and hopefully become friends and see where this leads us. Do you think that's fake, though? Because- of course it is. She has one follower and no posts, Valerie. <laughs> and her picture looks like a commercial for a Wonder Bra. Oh, she is following boy. 22. She's following me. Anyone else? She's following Zach Brown. So Zachy B got this message. That's so- Steve Harvey. What the late show with James Corden? Why Doctor Phil, Howie Mandel, Jeff Goldblum? So all of these people, who of these is the most likely to fall for it? <laughs> what it's Doctor Phil? What happens if you? Hey, just because you're inbox, just because you're in my inbox doesn't mean you're a message. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny. What uh, happens? Uh, um, yes, I um, I I got your email, your electronic mail. Yes, very nice, very <laughs> sensual, very understated, and lovely. I would love to, as you so eloquently put it, see where this leads us. Yes, I am a. 
pony, and you uh, grab me by my little leather muzzle and take me, <laughs> take me to your ponds that I might drink, my lady. Mm, yes. Oh my god, Jurassic, Jurassic Park! Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> like literally gave me a, the heebie-jeebies. Lars Ulrich. Oh my god, do that one. This is about people stealing our music. <laughs> he was right, oh, Lars. Was if right. you hear this. You were right. You were and right. It we just sucks. didn't want to give it up. I also don't like the snare sound on Saint Anger. That's not your fault. You guys were going through a new phase. It was growing. Everybody, great knows. show. If you get a chance to see Metallica live, I just like. I mean, I, no, I know Valerie. God, I don't throw just... on Metallica either. It was like a two-hour. It, it just felt like I was a can of Red Bull. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the snare sounded great, Lars, and you're a beast. What does he need? My love? He doesn't need my love. People love Metallica. That's what I have to contribute. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Okay, uh sorry, I got distracted by these bosoms. Okay, this is a um very quick and easy question, and it made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I don't know if it should have, but it made me laugh out loud. Can't wait. Question I you you kind of know a little bit about it. Question for the podcast. I've heard no mention of Brody since the arrival of Hilarious. your baby. Is he still with you guys? If not, let's what get happened? him on mic. My Brody. And if so, how has your relationship? I'm going to add clearly changed Did now you that you are parents. Clearly? I added, you added clearly. That? No, you know <laughs> this it's, is. I can't even like Jay Gonzo art. Oh yeah, Jay, Jay Gonzo, Gonzo art. Cool. Thanks. Thank you, Jay Gonzo. Um, thanks for looking out for Brody. No, it's very sweet. Um, we still have Brody. We yeah, love Brody. We love Brody. It, but, I mean, you know you were – it was a leading question, my favorite kind. Yes. Because maybe you are looking for us to speak to when you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be really hard. I, I mean, like I remember when we got a dog, mm-hmm. um, Chris Thayer said to me, when's the, when's the wedding? Right? Because mm-hmm. I think there is sort of – I guess it's a little heteronormative, but there's like a, a, a stereotype or a, a, an understanding that dogs are like baby training. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, that's not heteronormative. Everybody can have babies. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's true though. Brody, yeah. we love him. And he was sort of like, can we let a little bit of chaos in? And then the baby comes in and you're like, okay, we have a much bigger fire now to take yeah. care of. But he's still our boy. And also, lo- like that's true with love. Like it's... We love Brody so much, but he, I mean, he was just like our baby before. For he was me. the only guy. He was, yeah, he was my my only thing to care for and get all of my maternal instincts out on. And um, and then Leela came, and there was full honesty. There was a period of time where I kind of turned on him. <laughs> I'll just speak for me. What, I didn't what, turn what? on him, but postpartum, you guys. I mean, wow, like. Some of you women out there know what I mean. It is a crazy time and your body is broken and your hormones are going crazy and you've just blown up your entire life and you can't address any of those things because you have a baby that cannot do anything, can barely even digest their food without your help. And um, so then when you have a dog who, so I just remember there were, there were periods of time in the early beginning where I was so hungry, but because babies eat every two hours, starting from the time that they start eating, so she would take like 45 minutes to eat, so then I would have an hour and 15 minutes to do everything That's else. That's right. It's not like you get a two-hour break. It's two It's two hours from when they start. 
And I kept checking that to be like, is that real? Can that really be true? Uh, So I would be like, I never even get to eat because I'm always feeding this baby. And then Brody would be asking for food. And I would be like, you've got to be fucking kidding me, buddy. Like, I can't. It's hard. It's it's sort of like. You know, I had the joke about shake a baby, right? Mm -hmm. And some people were mad about that joke. The joke was simple. It was just like everybody tells you don't shake a baby. What they don't tell you is you're going to want to shake that baby. Yeah. Okay. So I taped that special when Leela was like four weeks old or something. Yeah. And then now that she's two, if I heard that joke, I'd be like, who's this fucking monster? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd have some understanding and I'd I'd laugh. I'd like to think, Mm -hmm. but like I now am no longer in touch with that. Similarly, there was a time when Brody just seemed so in the way. Yeah. And the reason why I think it's important to say that and share that isn't to celebrate not being fully present and, and available to our pets, but just so people don't feel so alone if they're having like a weird time when they have a newborn baby. That's right. And so we don't have to do that thing that fucking human beings are constantly goddamn doing, which is pretending like the weird, scary, strange times of our lives where you weren't exactly acting like yourself didn't happen. Yeah. I'm fucking goddamn tired of it. Especially when, <laughs> with know. pregnancy and postpartum. Of like course. We have got to get the word out. That shit is hard. My, the thing I kept saying over and over is I cannot believe how many people do this. Mm. It is so... And and really what's embedded in that statement is, I'm sorry, how are we not always talking about this yeah. and how hard it is? If you are, let's just say you are pregnant with your first child and you're listening to this, you get through it. It's beyond worth it. It's it's even a magical time in its difficulty. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm saying yes, because that seems what it, yeah. from over here, that's what it looks like. But But it is definitely so hard. So... If you neglect your pet for a little while, uh, you know, not neglect, but like don't give him as much attention as usual. That's very understandable. And then what happened, this is such a metaphor for all of parenting, is around like six months old, Leela started really becoming aware of Brody and loving Brody and And we got to see how good he was. He's so good. He like lets her just like crawl all over him and take his food and just so sweet with her that like our love for Brody started growing exponentially. Yeah. And now we just have a a whole new appreciation for him in that way. And he's a very good boy. He's a very good boy. When we brought him up here almost the first day, he did take a bite out of a chicken. But he's a good boy. He did. He took a bite out of a chicken. He he didn't get any skin, but he did get a a a, mouthful of feathers. A mouthful of feathers, which is the name of Brody's band. (laughs) Okay. This is from Zach uh, Coglietta. I got this one too, and I was going to say it's great. I hope it's Coglietta. It's got to, it can't be Coglietta. It could be. Coglietta. Coglietta. It sounds like a music festival. You going to Coglietta this year? <laughs> um, thank you for the nice words. Up top, here's the question. How do you guys balance being in the spiritual world around those who aren't? I mean, more so with current friends and coworkers, I feel like the, uh, it feels like operating on different planes trying to have a conversation. Mm. Um, he also adds, I'm 25 and trying to be spiritual is hard. It seems, I'm paraphrasing, it seems like something you should try and start doing later. What would you guys say to 25-year-old Val and Pete on the, starting on the, on the spiritual path? Mm. Okay, well, first question. What do you do? We talk about this all the time. Yeah. And it's a little bit, 
it's it's a little bit like having a baby actually like sometimes you have a baby and friends fall away yeah. and sometimes you start getting into <laughs> spiritual stuff that doesn't mean constantly talking about spiritual stuff by right. the way it's right. not like a hobby that we always have to be talking about yeah. the love of espresso mm-hmm. you start gravitating towards uh people who have a juicy sensual this sounds sexual i just mean like a vibrant uh appreciation of the now yeah so your taste changes in that way yeah that doesn't mean you can't do most anything with people that have a vibrant juicy appreciation for the now but some of the people that didn't at least want to strive to increasing your ability to live in the now and yeah. to live in a, a, a wordless, loving place, of course. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I'm not saying you stop being friends with these people, but it is way harder. I, I, will, I will say Mulaney, like, for example, is a dear friend of mine. He doesn't really like talking about this stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. We're still friends. Yeah. We'll go to dinner. I, he knows it, and I know it when we're talking. And sometimes he likes talking about it a little bit, but not as deep of a spelunk as I, I – pretty much always want to do, mm-hmm. but he probably feels the same way about me and the work of Alan Alda. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he has, he has his, his welcome back Cotter that he wishes I <laughs> was more familiar with. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like that. So it, that's a good way to put it because it, it doesn't mean that I can't love and appreciate and enjoy and celebrate. And even in, in the ways that I can sort of become one thing with my life and with my time with that friend. Mm-hmm. But then we do find friends like the Gungers who, yeah. like I love personally having friends that you go, can we just listen to the airport for a second? Yes. And maybe Mulaney would do that. I'm not saying he wouldn't, but like, or I, I don't think Mulaney would say, if I said to Mulaney, can we set a timer and we look in the eyes, stare at each <laughs> other in the eyes for four minutes. Yes. I don't, I, I'm 99.9% sure that he would go, no. <laughs> yes. Crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think that this is also a very, I'm totally projecting my experience onto you, Zach, but like, to me, that's exactly a question that you should be asking at 25. That's a great question. Uh, specifically at 25, I think, because for me, my later 20s were all about kind of l- learning enough about myself that I learning really to who I truly was. That's right. It's not so just spiritual. It's all this stuff. Yeah. So then you're finding the friends who actually match you and some right. friends do fall away. And maybe that's a process um, that continues throughout life. But I really feel like my friendships changed so much between 25 and what I am now 31. Um, so yeah, I, you probably are. I wouldn't be surprised if you are in a stage of development where you're going to lose and gain different people yeah. based on a number of factors. I, I'm Absolutely. sorry. You just got me excited to yeah. talk about it too. But I, but if you're getting something out of that friendship, even if it is just silly surface stuff, that's not, who cares? That's I amazing. have plenty of non-spiritual friends. I know that's a weird thing to say. It almost feels like something we would have said when we were Christians. Yeah. Uh, you know, churchy Christians. I still love Jesus. Uh, but <laughs> You know what I'm like. I don't think of them as different friends. I just might not say, "Would you like to gaze with me?" Yeah. Although, again, I don't know. Maybe they would. It seems like such a. You never know. You never. I do want to say though. Somebody said this. I think it was Muji. He said, 
when a flower opens. Uh, so, Chris, Chris, Zach, Zach. Um, sorry, I was thinking about Chris there. When a flower opens, it doesn't have to attract bees. Bees just find it. Mm-hmm. And when you start to get quiet inside, mm-hmm. you start noticing things that you didn't notice before. That's true. I'm not putting them down, but whereas one point you might have noticed Guy Fieri mm-hmm. because he's ha- handing out wings and a, he's got a ranch hose. Mm-hmm. Now you might be still enough to see another still person yeah. that's in line at that restaurant hoping that there's something on the menu that isn't fried or yeah. extreme flavored. Yeah. And, and, but it's natural. Yeah. We don't have to push the river. That's such a beautiful, I wish that's what, so you asked what I would tell 25 year old Pete is you don't have to push the river. Oh, that's You're in the river. Yeah. Uh, this is what all the faith traditions mean by surrender. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're 25. You're probably going into some weird times. There's going to be, maybe you'll be, go through a lot of drinking like I did or, uh-huh. or weird dating like I did or whatever, or weird mm. marriage in my case, uh-huh. whatever it is, you can't do anything to be any closer to what's happening yeah. than you are. And if you try to stay aware and, and feed your, your mind and your soul with good stuff, it's getting in there way better than you could even understand in my experience. Absolutely. I think that's perfect advice for 25-year-old Valerie too is you don't have to push the river. And often, and Zach, this is something you can do and anybody could do, I really like doing a, a visualization. You can just do it yourself. You don't have to like, uh, but you can also find uh, online like highest self or higher oh, self. Oh, that's a good one. Meditations. But if you want to just do it yourself, you just kind of get yourself quiet and still observe your thoughts. If you um, want to do it like Cynthia Morgan used to do it, just imagine going down a staircase into your happiest place. Your when happiest there was a place. cabin by a lake, mm-hmm. but really take your time to picture it. And then you're visited by your highest self, which yeah. would be you. And really just um, take a time to imagine what they look like, uh, you know, what, what they're wearing, what, just the details, just to really feel into what their energy is. It's almost like falling asleep. You want to be almost asleep. Yeah. So you're so calm mm-hmm. and then you can ask it for advice. Yeah. It's really fucking trippy, but it's cool. It's so cool. And whenever and I, cause I do this meditation often and whenever I bring my stuff to highest self Valerie, she just like like laughs this belly laugh at like how serious I'm taking everything. Yeah. And she usually says some version of like, just enjoy it all. Enjoy yeah. exactly where you are. That's there it. is so it goes back to resistance. Like don't resist what is feeling right to you right now. If, if being spiritual feels forced right now and you want to focus on your work and your friends and whatever, well, that's what Rob does with do He'd say, then drop it. He's like, Drop. you'll come back to it. He's like, yes, Eckhart Tolle and Ramdas both say something very similar to, to like, you have like enjoy building your identity before you yeah. completely let it go. Well, you have to be somebody before you can be nobody. Yeah. But it's really hard to understand, but I'm not just talking to you, Zach, and I'm not just talking to people who are 25. I'm talking to me as I always am. <laughs> Meaning 51 year old Pete, I'm 41 is looking at 41-year-old Pete, mm-hmm. and he he looks great. I'm just making him, he looks great. Mm-hmm. And he's happy, and he's light, and he's telling me, as you're telling us this beautiful exercise, Val, he's saying, Pete, just enjoy it. Yeah. Like, but what does that mean? It means drop the, the illusion of what 
the next moment's going to look like. Right. Let the needle be on the record and just wilt into it, mm-hmm. melt like cheese onto a hamburger and just mm-hmm. be that, be heavy and dense. And if you are confused, far out, be fucking confused. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm an artist. I, I, I don't apologize for thinking that comedy is an art. I, I feel like I'm an artist. And when I write, I look back at when I was 25 and feeling like how you felt or mm-hmm. feeling. I, and, and what it was like wondering what I was going to do. Am I going to have spiritual friends? That's, it's all gold. Gobble it up. It's not a mistake. Yes. If it's happening, it's happening for you. It's not happening to you. Mm-hmm. And even getting on Instagram and writing me and Val a question like this, enjoy that time because believe it or not, every time you and I, Val, I've been like, I just don't know what to do with this issue of spirituality. You don't know what happens all I would do is I'd keep reading Richie, Richard Rohr, for those of you that are, for some reason, and inexplicably starting with this episode. <laughs> I'd read Ram Dass. I'd read Alan Watts. I'd read Byron Katie now, whatever it was. And I'd somehow push through and wouldn't be able to remember how I ever didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Stephen Mitchell, it hasn't come out yet, but Stephen Mitchell talks about that too. Mm-hmm. He, he would read something like the Diamond Sutra. It's a, something in Buddhism very kind of esoteric text. Yeah. It's not hard. You'd read it and understand the words, but you really, and then he, he did a retreat alone for a year. Wow. And he just wasn't talking. He wasn't seeing anybody. He was just, just being. Uh-huh. And then after that, he would read it and he would understand it. Mm. So it wasn't even by wow. willpower. It was, he got quiet enough and, and like you are saturated in clues the more I sort of wake up, the more I laugh. And you and I have laughed this way where we're like, we're saturated in clues. Mm -hmm. The way that energy moves in the world is the way your emotions move. It's the way your physicality moves. It's the way your health moves. Sometimes it seems chaotic or random, just like out there, just like in the solar system, just like here in a lake, in a a swarm of bees. All this shit is a clue so when you are, as the Taoists would say, with the Tao, you're not practice. That's what I would say. Saying you can't push the river is saying, read the Tao Te Ching. Stephen Mitchell's Tao Te Ching is great. Great way to start your day. And it talks about non-action, way, woo, mm. way, doing, not doing. Mm. And when I remember to do but not do, meaning be hollow bamboo, be nothing, mm. be, forget the story of separateness and just be the guy driving to the grocery store because you are at that moment like a cell in a body that when you zoom out as one, one body, you are just moving, just surrender and flow with it mm-hmm. and drop the story of separateness that Pete is going to the grocery store and do it, but don't do it. Mm-hmm. He's like in, in non-action, nothing is done and nothing is left undone. Mm-hmm. And that is the kind of paradox. If you can tuck that in your pocket before you go to Buffalo Wild Wings with your dumbass 25-year-old friends. I didn't really like being 25. I couldn't wait to be in my 30s and 40s because I just wanted to have conversations like this. Yeah. And so much of what I can remember from that time mm-hmm. was like, you know, and I did want to eat wings, but like there wasn't a lot of like this. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was actually just thinking about this today. I was like, I am really grateful for... Like, you guys, I did some wild shit. <laughs> like, I'm really grateful for 
my twenties where I did a lot where I just like kind of tried everything and including trying on a lot of different identities and who am I and what the searching, the searching for that and all mm. of that. Uh, and I am, it feels so much better. It feels better because I did that stuff. So I'm glad I did it, but it does feel so much better to be on this side of it being like, all right, and now let's get to what matters. <laughs> and what matters is illumined by what you did. Meaning you said you tried on different identities. So all these changes, so Zach, all these changes. So Pete, 41 year old Pete going to 51 year old Pete, God willing, all these changes. What didn't change? Pete from this week to last week has a new mantra. This is it. Right. Okay. So what isn't changing? And Zach and Valerie and Pete and everyone, what doesn't change is what is observing the change. Mm -hmm. And that is who you truly are. And that is how you can be in touch with all of reality Mm -hmm. without even looking at, you could be in a dark room Mm -hmm. with no sound and you could still be in touch with all of reality. Yeah. And by the way, if you ever spend some time in a dark room or if you pay attention as you're falling asleep, I had a lucid dream this week. I was floating over a jungle, which was incredible. And I was so happy because I, I guess I shouldn't feel this. Well, no, I'm going to allow it. I don't go as loose. I don't go lucid in my dreams as often as I want, Mm. but I did this week and I was looking at the jungle and I was like, Oh my God, I'm dreaming. And I stayed calm and I looked at it. There was like a purple sky and just overgrown like Amazonian jungle. And the detail in it, and I've said this a million, isn't as detailed as this world. Mm. It's more detailed. Yeah. Because this world is limited yeah. by the ability of my eyes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can we fucking smoke some dope and try and get into what I'm saying? I know you are, Val. But I'm just saying, smoking dope. <laughs> if you're seeing with your inner eye, you have better than 2020 vision. Yes. Why would you have any vision? You're just completely creating an entire world inside. Yeah. And then eventually you start realizing that that's what you're doing here. That's why the needle on the record can only hear what's already happened. This mm-hmm. sentence that I'm saying, you and I are just remembering the sound of it. Mm-hmm. But this world is being built by us, and there's a lot of freedom and a lot of laughter there that's the yeah you got me talking <laughs> yeah sure did zach yeah right i blame zach how about, <laughs> how about put a sock in it let's do a silly ready i'll here's two two fake songs and one real song okay we call this song here's background we call this game two fake songs and a real song <laughs> oh my god uh pete is very good. Well, I don't want to feel pressure. No pressure. So even if he just totally botches this. Oh my God. And I might. He, you know what? I might. Just know that I'm saying before whatever happens here that he is usually very good at. I want to say it's usually my idea to play it. And this time I, I don't know. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. It was my idea yeah. to play it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No, it was my idea to play it, and um, he he is nervous, but I think it's going to go great. So he's very good at thinking. Uh, you are very good at thinking of a fake song that sounds like a real song. Yes. And you're very good at remembering. This is the part that I think is really songs hard. from my youth. Remembering songs that sound like they are fake. Yeah. That's so hard to do. So I appreciate it. We're gonna try this out. 
And if it doesn't go well, just know that he's usually better. Hilarious. <laughs> okay, song number one, and they'll be short. Okay. <laughs> oh, already, my God. I'm already too excited. I may be broken, but I wasn't this way. Oh, my God. I may be broken. Oh, my God. But that's just today. Oh, my God. Song number one. Okay, so for those of you who are like... Just tuning in. Definitely the fake song. Just keep... (laughs) Just keep listening because it gets so confusing. Okay. Thank you. That was... Whichever one that was, that was excellent. Okay. Song number two. Stillness. Okay. Stillness. And the bad flying among the willows. Black against the green sky. That's song two. Okay. <laughs> These are two fakes and a reel? It's going to be two fakes and one reel. Okay. Okay. Song number three. Mm, I didn't find no one. I didn't see nowhere. I am a that's song number three. Uh, well, just a great job as usual. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is real. I cannot believe that any of those are real. I'm going to go ahead and guess, and this is what exactly what I mean. I thought for sure it was fake, but now, hearing the others, I'm guessing that that's real. That's the real one? Yeah. Okay, everybody else, lock in your votes. Lock in your votes. Let's do a drum roll. I'm going to sing the real one. Stillness. No, it is not. Stillness. That was the one I was certain was fake. In the bad flying among the willows. Black against the green sky. I should have known because you're doing kind of an African voice. It might be African. I went to a very uh, a wonderful school, Cambridge Friends School, Cambridge, Massachusetts, and we learned a lot of African songs and we learned a lot of Inuit songs. And those are usually the choices and that's usually for this the game. Choices, yeah. But I, I thought that that I considered this is that. A game we and play I when still... I know. I still thought it was. I wonder like, how our listeners did. <laughs> I wonder. Phone in. Phone Let us in. Know. Phone boards are not lighting up. <laughs> do you want? Do you have it in you to do another one? Um, yeah, I, I can try and do one more. Because okay. even if it's bad, it'll be great. That's right. And how do you feel about me Instagram storying this? You can gram it. I'm on gram it. It's, so, it's definitely going to make me calmer. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Blue is the color I am feeling tonight. <laughs> that? That's song number one. <clears throat> song number two. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Oh it's my work. god. It's happening, it's happening, it's happening. 
It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Okay. <laughs> the sky's brown belly is clear without clouds. <laughs> and it's cold and I'm shivering. Hi, hi. I cannot <laughs> breathe. <laughs> oh my god. Two fakes and a real. Can you sing the first? Oh wait, I can't ask that because if it's fake. If I was stoned can. and manic, I could sing every song for you. And we've played it that way before, but I'm yeah. okay, okay. I'm a father of a two year old oh son doing the god. best I can. That was so good. That was even better than the first round. Um okay. I'm going to say, because it's not my first choice, mm. I'm going to say that the second one is fake. Work? Yeah. Work. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. I mean, that's very obvious. You know what makes, I'll, I'll concede that this is fake, but it's, I, I failed, I didn't fail, I did great, but on the lyrics, it's a little bit of a giveaway, but this, work, oh, it's happening. Yeah, well, like, the, if I, I had thought of something other than it's happening. And the fact that it was just so repetitive, it's clear. Yeah, but, but that's what I thought camouflaged it because it's my weird Quaker school songs would have, had would have like been that so, in and it would have been a translation. You yeah. know what I mean? It would have been like, there's no word for it in English, but it's, <laughs> it's happening. happening. <laughs> <laughs> Work. Oh, it's happening. It's, it's happening. Uh, it's happening. Uh, there's no word. Uh, it's happening. It's, uh, it's here. It's happening. Oh and my then my God. like my beautiful music teacher would be like, "Yeah, it's happening. We it's can it. we can do that work." work. And then you ham hammer in your and, fist, and all the kids would be doing that. Yeah, work. work. And then like half of them would be like, and work. the second graders would go, "Yeah." <laughs> Oh it's, my happening, God. it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Oh, and then you know what we would do? Love! Ah, it's happening. Like, <laughs> yes. the, and the, the leader would change it. Yeah. Peace! Ah, it's happening. Yes. It's, that is so similar to ones that we would really do. That was so good. Didn't you so guys do... What's- sud- suddenly, I'm just going to say, not in defense of my song, in defense of you not being sure. Yeah. Because it could have been peace, yeah, love, yeah, yes. joy. It's, it's happening. happening. It's, it's happening. If it was like is here and now, is here, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. But you know what? It was very convincing, and you really committed to that song more than any of the others. I did. I, I, if you want to play back when I'm doing this, <gasps> yeah. I have no, I have no ideas. That's why it came out as work. Wait, because you started. I started doing the beat. This? I wanted to give it like a flavor. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I'm very impressed with you. Thank you, my love. What's What's the real one though? You don't find the fake one. You find the real one. Oh right, God, I keep forgetting that. So I'm gonna say the real one is again not my first instinct, but is the third one. So not blue. Not blue. But 
Okay, I'm gonna sing the real one. Okay. The sky's round <laughs> belly is clear without clouds. Wow. And it's cold and I'm shivering. Hi, hi. <laughs> oh my god. This is when you'd hit a cymbal. Shh. Wow. I went to the school that you want to go. If I knew where this, yes, but if you, if we knew where this school was, Mm -hmm. near where we live, like that kids were putting on plays. Oh yeah. We would, you wouldn't even need to toke a sneaky dope. Uh, Yeah. You could just go and fucking travel into your joy future. (laughs) Yeah. Cause we were just like, we did musicals where we sang every line, but there was no melody. So we'd just be like, what are you doing? I'm Farmer John. Would tell oh like, my God, I want to do that. Zimbabwean folklore. Oh, would you have known? It. Yeah, you'd know this. I'm gonna lay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield down yeah. by the riverside. Uh-huh. I know. Okay, you know that. Oh, I'll, if if we played it again, okay, yeah. we'll do it with two. Okay, we'll do. Let's see if we can do three. Okay, that means the real one's gonna be in the first two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready? You can't change the order now? Yeah, I will. <laughs> now it clearly won't. Now it'll clearly be the third one. All right, here we go. Ready? <clears throat> In the window where you can see the glow of my menorah. Okay. <laughs> on newly fallen snow. Oh, my God. That's number one. I'll do it again. In the window where you can see the glow of my menorah on newly fallen snow. That's song number one. I'm surprised you were able to remember that (laughs) (laughs) non-melody. Okay, here's song number two. Water, water's flowing, water, gonna flow on down to the river. It's gonna flow, that water's gonna flow on down. Okay. Song number two. Okay. Song number three. Ooh. Freedom, flying overhead. Freedom, find me in my bed. Freedom. Find me in my bed. Freedom is here and freedom's nothing to fear. I will say, Ah! in the third song, I almost went, this one's fake. (laughs) Freedom, freedom of the head, freedom of find me in my bed. Find me in my bed. It would have worked, except for find me in my bed. Find me in my bed. I agree. (laughs) That was really good, though. It was okay. When I want to play the game, I'm happy we're playing it, but this is my whole life. Being silly, being funny, one thing. Being silly, being funny, Friday night at 8 o'clock is another thing. And we've sort of commoditized this game that we play. I'm so glad that we did. I think it's, you did it's a, a great tra- job. No, no, no. I'm not even saying that I, did. I feel like I did a good job, too. But this is, I was thinking about Elizabeth Gilbert. I believe in big magic. She writes about, look out, turning what you love into your job. Yeah. And that's really the transition. It's mm-hmm. like, can the joy survive the commute? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it did for me. Absolutely. We laughed so hard. I'm so glad we did it. But it's just reminding me, like, this is what art is. This, yeah. As stupid as this is, this is what art is. 
a game that you and I play when I'm stoned and it's just, it's always my own idea. Yeah. I couldn't be safer. I'm in onesie pajamas. Yep. Meandies.com slash weird. <laughs> and that's, can I be that free in front of other people when the pressure's on? And I think we found that you can. Well, I'm very, very. Oh, yes. Uh, I see yeah. that. Ooh, yeah, I love your little candy cane shirt. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. What? want to sit on my lap. Because <laughs> Santa Claus. I know. Oh, God. It's that good. was not a real Jeff Goldblum. I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Um, um, okay, which one's real? I mean, it can't be the first one, so it has to be the second one, which I don't even remember. Okay, I'm going to sing the real one. Okay. You're not going to do it? Wait, I'm forgetting how it starts. Um, in the window no. where you can see the glow way. of my menorah on newly fallen no snow, way. I will send you eight little candles on this the first night of Hanukkah. Oh my God. I can't believe it, and I refuse to. If there's anything <laughs> that I can give myself credit for, is I sang it as if I was making it up, and that was that was a. Uh, and just that song choice—that's crazy. That was a good song that, choice. That song I is up. <laughs> the only other one I could think of is No Sisi Kelly Africa. You sing that one. It's sometimes. a great melody. Also, they told us it was the the national anthem of Africa and that, that can't be there's no national anthem of a continent yeah. I just I just that must have been what my brother called it um okay but also when there's we this kids. one which we both know so it wouldn't have worked but you did it and my brother did it too which is um uh the one that's like by the waters the waters of Babylon we have a water no no, you keep singing that part. I don't know it well enough to do no, it. No, you just keep singing by the water, waters, the waters of, of Babylon. By the water, the water of Babylon. We remember, we remember, we remember these ions. We remember, we remember, we remember these I will. I like zooming with my guests, but you'll, you'll. I would never feel confident enough to do something that stupid. Yeah, because you'd have to be like, "Are you getting that? Did, yeah. I, did I freeze? Yeah. Did you hear that? Is it getting a laugh over there? That's like our favorite Christmas song is. I hear those sleep bells ringing, ding, 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 It's like you really throw your head back. Starting with, ah, meet me up here. Meet me up here. <laughs> I hear the sleigh bells ring a ding, 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 
<laughs> we should do a Christmas album. Uh, I have said that every Christmas since know. we started We dating. almost did Baby It's Cold Outside where you were like, the answer is no. And, and I was like, like I I'll show. <laughs> I respect you. <laughs> and I'll show myself out. And then somebody <laughs> way more talented did that. Did they? Yeah. Well, I take issue with that. <laughs> I mean, the, the. I don't know who it was. I can't remember, but it was on one of my hipster holiday mixes. And I was like, yeah, this but it doesn't. Oh, yeah, that's true. But it's not specifically around consent. It's just kind of like the answer is no. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Well, well there's a weird person. People don't talk about the ones where it's like, what will my cousins and my brothers think? <laughs> you still still live with your cousins and your brothers? Yeah. yeah. It's not that, but it's something like that. Yeah. Do you have another question? I think I do. Everybody's got the question. Oh, you know what I have to do is, you know how like when you save an Instagram story, how do you get back to it? I'm sure you get a ton of guest suggestions. <laughs> Because um, I have to make a quick caption about this before I oh. do it. Oh, this guy named Christian says that Gus from Breaking Bad, his name is uh, Giancarlo Esposito, uh-huh. um, was on Marin's podcast and he briefly mentioned Maharaji and Ramdas. Wow, that's cool. But it was a diff- definitely a little out of Mark Marin's wheelhouse, so they sort of moved past it. Okay. Wow, I would love that. Thanks, That's Christian. Cool. Thanks, Christian. Thanks, Christian. Thank you, Christian. What are these? Wow. A lot of my messages aren't questions. Um, okay, I'm almost done with this, and then we can... Um, I guess this is dead air. <laughs> Dead air. Well, I'll just answer some questions that I imagine you might be asking. <laughs> okay. Pete, are you really that silly all day? Okay. If you're going to be silly, here's something important. Get grounded, right? Get your feet, get your hands. I call my feet my hands. That's one of the ways I stay silly all the time. I picture my feet as two little pigs, two little pigs that I call my hams. And I mash those babies. <laughs> I mash them like a like a tired exotic dancer might mash her her butt on a window. I mash my feet in the same manner upon thine floor. Once I feel grounded in my core, in my center, in my pelvis, in my region. Oh my god! In my manaria. Manaria. I'm going to get a little movement. Okay, I got a question. Excuse me. I'm going to get a little movement. Okay, what's the question? Um, Okay, so So, what made you decide to get married? Any thoughts on a marriage in general would be appreciated. Look. Look. As if I'm tired of this. Look. Look. No, Uh, it's the same. You want to go first, my love? I I have a thing. No, go ahead. We occasionally, Mm -hmm. because of who we are. Our friends will ask us about things like baptism. Our mm-hmm. friends will ask us about things like marriage. These are similar questions because we're talking about ceremony and we're talking about liturgy. And kind of it is, I mean, arguably outdated For in sure. some ways um, institutions and sometimes oppressive institutions. Absolutely. And institutions that... I certainly fell into because I thought I was supposed to. Yeah. It was, I was ought and shoulded myself mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. into getting married the first time. Mm-hmm. Me too. Strictly because I was like, I have to get into not just bone zone, but like I wanted to like live with somebody, and yeah. I was like, it's not proper. Oh yeah, you couldn't um, do anything. Couldn't do anything. So I completely understand that. So I've done it the wrong way and I've done it uh, the right way for me. But like the short answer is I think that ceremony really matters. I don't think you need it. Um, need it. Uh-huh. I, but because we're in this postmodern, post-meaning world, if you are inclined to want to um, get married or want to take baby Leela quietly to the ocean just with your wife and splash a little water on her and, and, and not even really say any words, but just know that this is her first time in the ocean and the ocean is our mother and it matters and it's quiet and it's beautiful and it's special. Maybe you say a few words knowing me. Um, <laughs> all I want to do in this question is encourage people that have leanings towards things to honor them because dreams, symbols, tokens, meaning small items. Mm -hmm. This is all the stuff of like magic and voodoo and and, and religion. Yeah. And the Catholics really beat us on that with the rosary and Mm -hmm. with crosses and icons and all that sort of stuff. These things speak so much more directly to our subconscious Mm -hmm. than you or I just talking in this car could ever hope to get towards. In the same way that the metaphor God can help me merge with the infinite mystery way better than me just kind of thinking and tinkering with the idea of a vague energy. I I like, I like anthropomorphizing it. I like falling in love with it in the same way, standing in front of you, a woman I already lived with, Mm -hmm. I had already committed myself to, I already knew intellectually I was going to be with Mm -hmm. to stand in front of people that we knew and loved and not say like in my first marriage, Hey, keep us accountable, <laughs> but say, celebrate this with us. This is significant. This is significant. This is a marker. This matters. Mm-hmm. My vows weren't for you. Mm-hmm. I used to think they were. Mm-hmm. I thought I was telling you, Valerie, Valerie, you know this. I vow to you every day. Mm-hmm. You and I work that into our language. It's mm-hmm. not abnormal and mm-hmm. I don't think it should be anybody for people looking for hashtag relationship goals mm-hmm. get if that's what you want if you want to talk and commit and share and express and be open you can find people that want to do this and you do this with me mm-hmm. so my vows were not news to you right that's the, the first time I had heard that you yes yeah. and yeah. they cry because I've never heard you say anything like that right and then I'm like I got it off the internet like fuck <laughs> that shit we're constantly vowing to each other. Mm-hmm. It was for the audience. I call it the audience. It's for mm-hmm. the congregants. It's for the attendees. Yeah. It was to say, look at this, like the poem we read last week. Look at this third thing that exists when we're together. Mm-hmm. Would you like to witness it with us? Mm-hmm. Imagine if every time two things got together, the sky turned orange. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want to get a bunch of people together and be like, look, the sky turns orange when these two things are together. Mm-hmm. And then wouldn't you want to have a, throw a cake for the mm-hmm. sky turning orange? And wouldn't you want to dance because the sky turned orange? Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you want to celebrate because the sky is so often dark and gray and scary? And you go, look, yeah. it's orange. Yeah. And the, these orange sky making things are going to be together. And that's good for all of us. Don't rob, I'm preaching to marriage, but don't rob the romantics like us and your friends and your family or whoever 
of the joy of celebrating you. Yeah. Unless you'd like to. Yeah. If you want to talk about anti-marriage, who gives a shit? You're already married. Uh, it's you it's it, just... It oh, does have a bad history of being oppressive towards but women. But in the same way that... Yes, yeah, sure. I'm sorry, baby, as I interrupted you about oppression towards women. <laughs> but... It's fine. Keep going. I was I'm, just going to say in the same way that a dream can change the way you feel the entire week. Yes. A ceremony can change the way you feel your entire life. Yeah. So after that, even though it's nothing, yeah. even though it's just a bunch of mammals co-conspiring to believe, to make believe that this matters yeah. because there's paper and music and rings, but a dream is even less and it can fuck up your entire week. So like lean into the vulnerability of being human mm. and manipulate it. In the same way that advertising manipulates it to get us to buy stuff, manipulate it for the own enrichment of your spirit. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I agree with <laughs> that. Wow. Uh, wow, enrichment of your spirit. Uh, like, I feel like the the insertion, the insert, insertion. Circumcision. <laughs> insertion of like the same way ads manipulate your spirit is like exactly the kind of mood that you're in right now where you're just like, it's great. It's just like you're really thinking so fast. Yeah, and, no, I start tripping over myself. And like, but I mean, no, no, that, it that wasn't, was, that's newer oh, tripping. It's just was like, tripping. it's like, a you are, um, pontificating. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But what I want, the reason I inserted that was to say, I say, I say it a lot, but we know that Sarah Lee doesn't mean a happy birthday party. Mm-hmm. And yet we're at the store and we buy a Sarah Lee. Yeah. Like, there's there's energies at work, psychological, sure. okay, that helps. visual, color, sound. It matters. It, we don't have to resist the world that we're in. Touch matters. Smell matters. Yes. Music yeah. matters. Words matter. And and a lot of the things that are controlling us, politics, advertising, they know this because we are liturgically starved. We're, because we've gotten yeah. so smart. We go like, well, that's all bullshit. Well, so is a lot of stuff that changes everything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I get – I also go back to – so, yeah, I we were together and living together and even trying to have a baby before we got married, kind of. And um, You mean we weren't not trying? We weren't not trying, yeah. And we were kind of planning on it um, to happen soon. But we had considered all outcomes. Like we were, we had gone through all phases of being like, we don't need to get married again. Yeah. Uh, we maybe we'll never get married. Maybe we'll never even have a kid. Or whatever. Well, as both being divorced, I think we both knew how sticky and weird it can be. Yeah, and um, and then ultimately, why I decided that I wanted it, and it's the same thing. It's like, um was that I really wanted, I couldn't believe the love that I had found. And like this, like this third thing, um, or if you think of it as like a room that only the two of you are in, it's so profoundly beautiful that it felt so lovely to like open that up for an evening. Open up the gates. And show it to the other people in my life that I love 
enormously. And all the married people, their vows are renewed by being there. Not that staying married is in and of itself a good or That's right. moral thing. Sometimes it's, Sometimes it's the, the worst, worst thing, thing you can do. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But the people that loved each other and love each other, they go and they witness your love and, and it sort of can rekindle. That's right. That happened. We had a lot of friends tell us, married friends tell us that they were like, using it as a vow renewal. And for the single people, I think, too, it's like, oh, this this is... Don't you want to eat some cake and, and say love and feel love and be a part of that love? Well, that's what it Not is. Not just the spectator, but like we're saying, like, you're part of this. This is our life, and you're in our life, and this is this is one of the things your involvement in our life grew. Yeah. You're like a... It's like a co-op. Yeah. It's not like we're over here and we found this. You're my friend. Mm-hmm. You're my parents. You're my you're my family. Yes. You make me. I found this and this made that. Let's fucking dance to Jungle Boogie. Like <laughs> it's yours to celebrate too. Yeah, that's that's so I mean, I think at the end of the day whatever you want to do is best Definitely. If I have wonderful friends who are deeply in love and they're like, marriage is just doesn't call to me. And that is totally understandable and perfect. All we can do is share what it meant to us. And that was what the question is. Um, and for me, I ultimately decided that I, I liked the challenge and the idea of being like, can I create an environment that looks like what our love feels like. And so I became very obsessed, but in like a really enjoyable way of like every little detail of how the wedding looked and how, what music it was and what the, every type, every choice was like, what is the set design of our love? What does our love feel like? Yeah, you did a great job. It looked like fantastic Mr. Fox, which (laughs) then... Dream of Dreams became one of Leela's favorite movies. I know, which we never would have guessed. Um, and so, yeah, so I, that, like, we really are the few, I mean, I feel like it is rare that people, people always say that weddings are like a whirlwind and they they don't remember it. But we remember, we were just reflecting on this the other day, that we remember every detail about it and really can go back to that space when we're trying to access our highest selves because it was so beautiful and profound to, and it really felt like we were saying, we, we were very specific about only inviting people who we felt um, supported our love and who we would be happy to see at the wedding. Mm. So we were very choosy about that. A lot of family members didn't even get invited on either side because mm-hmm. we just wanted people who are in our lives who we, who, who yeah, it was a real, it was a not fucking around operation. And, sure. uh, and our memories of that day really were exactly what I said. It was like being like, Hey guys who I love, this is what our love looks like. And they, all of them like unanimously being like, wow, I see it. I see your love. I'm so happy for you. And that exchange just felt really beautiful. And I remember both, I don't know if you remember this, both of us, when we got engaged, we said, we both were like, I can't believe that it feels different, that I feel different. Well, that's the first sort of sign. And so maybe that's nice advice. It's like, maybe get engaged 
and see how that feels. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad for, advice. I, I don't love it advice. when people do that or it's like think of engagement as the next step. Like don't get engaged if you're not going to get married. I agree. I immediately take it back. But whatever. what it was surprising was why would it feel different the moment you're on the other side of like a ring? And it just did. But yeah. I mean, Val, the way that I'm getting in touch with the people that might be thinking like, I don't want to get married. It's not for me. Um, yeah, marriage is a big thing. So is your relationship to the mystery of life, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't go to church. And I could hear someone being like, you got to go to church. It's mm-hmm. the community. It's it's greater than itself. It's like you got to have a body that you can grow and love, whatever they say. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, nope. So like, you know, the answer, you know, the, your body knows whether or not you should get married. Maybe you're a church. No, Mary. Maybe you're a no church. (laughs) No, Mary. Maybe you're like me and no church and a Mary. It doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Just do you follow your bliss. But like when I see people with furrowed brows going, should we baptize our baby? I'm like, who are you doing this for? Yeah. Just do what you, what feels significant and beautiful to you and your family. We didn't even go to the beach to baptize Lee. We were at at the the beach beach and and we were like, this feels perfect. And we had a friend there. He's not a random friend. He's one of our sweetest, dearest friends, but he just happened to be there. And we were like, we're kind of doing a baptism. Do you want to come? Remember Noah? Yeah. And we have a great picture of him holding her. And he was holding her and he became a part of the baptism because he was just like in the same place. It was gorgeous. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was, it was doing, not doing. Yeah. And the illusion of should I this or should I that is not losing yourself into the oneness of all things. It's, it's, it's trying, it's not trusting the river. It's not letting go. Yeah. There's so much wisdom in your bones and there's so much that you already know. And it takes, I mean. You know what I think that's like? What? It's like, I, you know, I haven't played Zelda in a long time. Uh-huh. But if I played it and something was different, something very small was different, like the way he runs is different, mm-hmm. I would notice right away. But if yeah. I close my eyes and try to imagine how Link runs in that game, I can't do it. Uh, that's what I think intuitive wisdom is like. Ooh. Like there might be a movie you couldn't tell me the opening shot of Clueless. You've mm-hmm. seen Clueless a hundred thousand times. Yes. But if you put in Clueless and the opening shot was her, you know. I mean, I could tell you the opening okay. shot of Clueless, but yes. Are I'm you a hundred percent positive that that's the first, 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 first shot? I'm 99%. Okay. I'm the same way with Good Will Hunting. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but there are movies that you've seen a bunch of times. And if you watch them, you would know that the beginning was different. Yeah. But if I asked you to tell me how it began, you wouldn't be able to tell me. Uh-huh. It's the same thing when dealing with questions of like, should I get married? You know, mm-hmm. when you start playing out the tape. That's right. And we actually just got really great advice from our friend, uh, Michaela Watkins about a big decision we were trying to make. And she, yep. and she was like, she was like, just sit. She said, when I, whenever I try to make big decisions or have a big decision to make, I just sit quietly and I play out each outcome and I see how my body feels with each outcome. Like, And both of us, we're very emotionally centered and we're finding that this is so important for us to, and we kind of would do it naturally, to actually like feel the emotions yeah of what the outcome, the decision would be in every situation. 
So if you're trying to decide whether to take a job or not, like really feeling and imagine it and imagining what it would feel like to take, to say yes and really feeling what it would feel like to say no. Like, Oh, if I got that job, then I'd do this. Just what does it feel like? Yeah. yeah, Just, just imagine that you got the call and feel it. And she said, and I love this. Anytime anybody says this to me, I think it's the perfect advice. She's like, your body knows. So there's something really profound in this. I'm doing this like trauma, um, as you know, I'm doing this trauma summit. So it's this thing through soundstrue.com. That's just a bunch of videos of therapists talking about trauma, um, and different theories. And I'm loving it and I'm learning so much, but one of the most beautiful things that I learned this week is this concept of, we all have a self, like a capital S and obviously there's some spiritual overlap here, but this is like clinical, research Mm. where you have these different parts. Um, and I won't go into each part today, but I'm sure I will eventually, but that there's all these different parts and then there's a self. So the, the guy, Richard Schwartz, who discovered this concept, it's called internal family systems. He would be like, you know, have like bulimic patients and he'd be like, can we talk to the bulimia? Then can we talk to Mm. what the bulimia is protecting? Then we can, can we talk to the part of you that hates the bulimia? And then he would break it down into parts and eventually they would get down to what remains. It's exactly the advice you were giving Zach of, or whatever, like just like what is left, what remains. And he would call that the self. And they, he said like across the board, once they chipped away all of the different parts, not chipped away, not got rid of, just acknowledged and tended to all of the parts, mm-hmm. what remained was the self. And he would say, now, what part is that? And usually the, the clients would say, well, that's me. Like, mm-hmm. that's who I actually mm-hmm. am. Mm-hmm. And this is the most beautiful thing is it's, it is an undamaged part of you. And it's the part of you who knows how to heal. Mm. So, you know, like that, just remembering and, and even if you don't buy that right away, just sitting with the possibility Mm. that truly all of the answers you have are inside of you. So whether it's, should I get married or should I buy a house or should I take a job or, um, I don't feel right in my body and I don't know what, mm. what it is. Just trusting that that self is, knows it has all the answers. And get brave though, mm. because your brain wants something. So you and I were in an either or decision and there's all these rationales of why you want something or why you think you want it. Mm. So it takes a certain type of courage to be quiet yes. and go, I know in my gut, in my feelings, I'm not going to think in my brain, I'm going to go into my body you have to push past the like, but what if, Yeah. what if it says don't marry this guy That's or this right. girl? So, but you have to remember no matter what you get back, you don't have to do it. Yeah. Just get it. Just be curious. <laughs> just be curi- get see, curious. Just get curious. You guys. I have to pee, Bubba. I have to pee so bad. Okay. Well, and with the hardest time we laughed this week, I remember it. Okay. We were watching Harry Potter. Yep. There were two bits that came up. I might do them on stage. Remember, we laughed really hard. One was the bully in the Harry Potter movie. It's one of the later ones. Uh-huh. Is like, oh, Porter, is your mom and dad dead, Porter? <laughs> and then I said to you, I was like, 
this kid is a day player, meaning he's in the movie for one day. Yeah. And he's making his job is to make fun of Daniel Radcliffe, uh-huh. who's the most famous kid in the world. And this kid is obviously a fan. Yes. So he has to be like, action, eat dirt, Potter. You smell like a fart. Cut. Huge fan, Daniel. Thank you so much. <laughs> Wonder if we can do a quick snap after this. Don't want to bother you. Don't want <laughs> action. You dirty twat. <laughs> Cut. Really, really would mean a lot if I could just touch your hand. <laughs> and then the other one was they were telling Harry, his other friends, Hermione and the Red, and were telling Ronald, please, Ronald, Ronald Weasley, 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 Weasley. Oh my gosh! We're telling him all the details of the journey they were going to go on, and I was like, "I'm so 41." He, they're in her bedroom. I was like, "If I was Harry, I would just get in that bed right now," <laughs> and I'd be like, "Yeah, sounds great, guys." Just pulling the sheets up, and they're like, "Harry, we got to go. Voldemort's going to go everywhere, and he's going to tell." <laughs> you said it. Said- you go, yeah, yeah. These things have a way of working themselves out. (laughs) The idea that Harry, 41-year-old Harry Potter, would just tuck into the bed. These things have a way of working themselves out, boys. Don't worry. I'm not going to go seeking trouble. That's that's 41. Oh, there's an adventure? Yeah, there's a bed here, though. (laughs) Big fan, Harry. Thank you so much. My brother would actually love to come up and say hello if it wouldn't be too much of a bother. You orphan. Action. <laughs> orphan. <laughs> Selfie rubbish. You guys get the bit. You can do it on your own. That's right. We are putting our seatbelts on. We're going. We're out of here. We're out of here. We're going to a bathroom. Thank you, guys. It's so fun that we get to do this with you. It's a, it's just a way to obviously check in. And, and we love that you guys love these episodes. And we love doing them for you. That's right. Thanks for listening. Keep sending your questions. And not only keep sending your questions, but... but keep sending your compliments. <laughs> oh, my God. But not just keep sending your compliments. Keep... 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 Keep it crispy. I wanna keep it crispy. Crispy, crispy. I hear the sleigh bells ringing. Ding, 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 ding. Bye, bye. That's crispy. Bye, 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 bye. Say bye, bye. Bye, bye. It sounded weird that I told you to say it. Say bye, bye. And to say bye bye. Say bye bye. Say bye bye. Okay, say bye bye. That's what I say to Lee. I know. Say bye bye. Say bye 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 bye. Bye bye. Oh, good Lee impression. Thank you. Premium.